0: Well, good evening and thank you for coming out. Uh, My task is to try and briefly say something
1: uh, uh,
0: from a philosophical perspective uh, about the relationship between Christianity and science. And, as with most questions you ask a philosopher
1: uh,
0: the reply you get will be
1: mm-hmm.
0: It depends what you mean by
1: <laughs>
0: So I'll try and very briefly look at at what is Christianity. Uh, and then at uh, the question of what, well, what is science? In particular, I'll, I'll say two things about what science should not be. Because I think that's, that's easier to know what science should not be thought of
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: than to give a, a positive definition of science,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is actually quite controversial uh, within the philosophy of science.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'll have a go anyway.
1: Uh,
0: So, in the book of Acts, uh, there's a report of the Apostle Peter giving the first uh, evangelistic sermon. Uh, And there's this interesting verse that that tells us about the, the crowd's reaction to his sermon. Uh, so I'll read the whole verse and then. yeah. So it says, When when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? The
1: two of the two of the two of the two of the the
0: And I think what this verse tells us is that Christianity exhibits uh, the three elements that are typical to any form of spirituality.
1: Uh,
0: The verse talks about a set of beliefs. Uh, Peter had been preaching particular beliefs about who Jesus was and, Uh, and in particular, what had happened to him after his death. And the crowd took on board those beliefs. And they had a a reaction Uh, in their hearts, as you like. They adopted a certain attitude towards what they now believed. And that combination of of belief and attitude... Led them to behaving in a new way. And I think any spirituality has these elements in it. A uh, spirituality is, if you like, a way of relating to reality. Uh, Through the combination of of our our head, our heart, and our hands. But Christianity is a, a specific. Spirituality. A, a Christian is someone dedicated to a, to a Jesus-centered, a Jesus-directed spirituality. And this spirituality involves loving God with, with all that you are which then leads you to trying to love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said that the the way into this way of life
1: uh,
0: was through trusting him as the, the divine sort of access point
1: uh,
0: into a forgiven loving relationship with god So that's an outline of what Christianity is. Uh, Christian theology is, is a fallible human attempt to understand to understand everything in light of, of God and what he's doing in the world. The famous theologian Thomas Aquinas. Uh, it famously said that theology was the queen of the sciences. Who was assisted by her handmaiden philosophy. But back in Thomas Aquinas's day, What we now call science was part of philosophy. It was natural philosophy. And and the Latin word scientia just meant knowledge. Well, language has moved on. And different people have different understandings of what we mean by science. Uh, particularly, some atheist uh, writers um, elevate science into what philosophers call scientism. So Peter Atkins, for example, says the scientific method is the only way of acquiring reliable knowledge. Or famous physicist Stephen Hawking. In his recent book, he says philosophy is dead scientists uh, bear the torch of discovery in the quest for knowledge. This uh, inflated view of the importance of science is philosophically difficult.
1: Uh,
0: an Oxford philosopher of science called John Lennox, John
1: Lennox
0: uh, points out that what Hawking says about philosophy
1: that,
0: that philosophy is dead. That's that's not a scientific statement. It's it's a philosophical statement. It's a philosophical statement that says we don't need to make any philosophical statements. Uh, So... It's a statement that that contradicts itself. It's as if he said, my philosophy is that I don't have a philosophy. It makes no sense. Indeed, people who hold this scientific view of science often put a great emphasis on, on evidence to the
1: extent that they'll say the only way to have a rational
0: belief to the extent that they'll the only way to have a rational belief is to have evidence for that belief. But again, that can't be true. That claim itself isn't one that there is any evidence for. Indeed, it would lead to, to an infinite regress. and there seem to be obvious counterexamples to this claim. Things that we clearly know but that we don't know through science. And indeed some of those things that we we know you need to know before you can do science. Like uh, knowing about the laws of logic. A second bad way of understanding science, uh, and forgive the long technical term, but it's a way of defining science called methodological naturalism. That basically means um, you must do science as if as if materialism were true. And it's not actually claiming that materialism is true but it says when you're doing science you must pretend that it is
1: but,
0: but again there are there are problems with this Supposing Christian theology said that the the true explanation of of something is that God did a miracle. You might be talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, You might be talking about the origin of life. Pick whatever example you like. But then science comes along and says, no, no, the, the explanation is not a miracle. The explanation is entirely naturalistic. Well, if you understand science to be defined by methodological naturalism, then the science isn't actually contradicting.
1: That
0: the theological claim about a miracle.
1: But,
0: because by definition, science isn't actually concerned with knowing the facts. Uh, here's an interesting quote from an atheist philosopher of science. Uh, called Bradley Monton from his book Seeking God in Science.
1: Uh,
0: and, and he basically agrees with me that that, science should, that, that science should abandon the idea that it must be defined as committed to methodological naturalism. He says it would mean that that the the aim of science is not generating true theories.
1: Generate, uh,
0: but just the best theory that fits with the, the philosophical rule.
1: And that, okay, that won't lead you
0: astray if materialism is true. that won't lead you astray if materialism is true. But, but science shouldn't be about making your mind up in advance of looking at the evidence. It should be about looking at the evidence and then making your mind up. So those, I think, are two bad ways of understanding science. A more positive way of understanding science is to say something like this. Again, perhaps if I read the whole thing and then you can. Um, That science is a fallible First order discipline, the primary aim of which is to know as much as we can about physical reality.
1: Според тази дефиниция definition, дисциплина първостепенна, която може да бъде и грешна, но чиято основна цел е да знаеш и разбираш да обясниш или да предскажеш, колкото се може по
0: You can ask philosophical questions about science. Those are are not scientific questions, they're they're philosophical questions. So that shows that philosophy is not dead. Science is about trying to understand physical reality. And that's perfectly compatible with thinking that there's more to reality than the physical and thus more to reality than science can tell you about. Notice that science, like theology, is is fallible, can make mistakes. Our understanding of the atom has changed over time. That doesn't show that there's no such thing as an atom. (laughs) Just that our understanding of the atom has developed. Sometimes theology might get things wrong about God. That doesn't show there's no God. (laughs) and if science and theology disagree about something well that could be because the theology is wrong it could be because the science is wrong well they're both wrong it doesn't automatically mean that there's a contradiction between God and the actual way that the world is. Now remember those three categories or elements of spirituality. Because Christianity is is interested in the truth about reality, I think there will be areas of overlap of interest between science and theology. At all of those levels. So, for example, both both spirituality and science have an interest in things like community in ethics, how we run our communities. Uh, both uh, the religious person and the scientist should be interested in ethics. Uh. So the, the ethics of medical research. Uh, that The best way to apply technology to society. In environmental questions. And yes, when it comes to beliefs about the nature of reality, there will be some overlap. Particularly because Christianity is a a historical religion makes certain claims about how God interacted with people in history and one little example of that overlap back to Thomas Aquinas Thomas Aquinas knew that the universe had a beginning But he only knew that because he trusted the Bible. He thought that human reason left to its own resources couldn't show whether or not the universe had a beginning. But he thought he had reasons to trust the Bible. And he interpreted the Bible as saying that there was a beginning. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that modern science is now caught up with that idea. Actually, for example, this is a famous atheist cosmologist called Alexander Vilenkin. And he he recently said that all the evidence we have says that the universe had a beginning. So when Aquinas thought that unaided human reason couldn't couldn't answer this question, ultimately he was he was wrong. <laughs> he, he was wrong about that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Given given the the technology and the evidence he had at the time, he was probably right. But modern science now gives us every indication that the universe did have a beginning. And on that point of overlap between science and theology, Aquinas's trust in the Bible has now been worn out.
1: това само на Библията, вече е че